He's not quiet nor discreet. Welcome back to another episode of Casi Adulting, El Podcast. We are so excited for another week. Uh, as always, thank you for all the love and support. And this week is extra special and extra exciting because we have our first guest. Krista is here with us. Woo! Hi. so we have a fellow latina fellow area ambassador one of our friends who we love so much and uh, (laughs) just a beautiful a beautiful Uh, human she's changing the space yeah and you're gonna hear about it all about it so krista welcome to the show how are you feeling I'm so excited. Thank you guys for having me. I love Cassie Adulting. You guys are inspiration, and I'm very glad to call you guys friends of mine. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. Can you come every single week and just say that? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to play that on loop. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, we met Krista through the Airy program. She is one of our fellow ambassadors and friends, and we've kept the friendship going. We've met up in the same way that Anais and I have met up at events and things like that. So we were all in Austin. Uh, What was that? Like two Two months ago now. Mm -hmm. That's so sad. We had so much fun. I know. What was that? June? Wait. September. No, No, baby girl. Guys, I'm still still in summer mood. So. I heard it was 80 degrees in New York for Halloween, so I don't blame you. Yeah, and we were in Texas, so I was like, feels like summer. Yeah. This feels like summer. All right. So, Krista, tell us some things about yourself. Where are you from? How old are you? What are you up to? You know, let the people know. Okay. Uh, let's start with where I'm from. So, I was born in Norwalk, Connecticut. And I grew up in Connecticut basically my whole life until I went to college. I went to University of Vermont in Vermont and I studied animal science and I minored in nutrition and I love animals I love science but that's also kind of when I started modding a little bit too in college that's pretty cool and then after I graduated I stuck around Vermont because I love Vermont I love the nature I'm definitely like a more outdoorsy nature girl than I let on so I stayed there for another year and I was a vet tech for a little while And then I was a behavioral interventionist for a little while. That was tough. I was working with like this fifth grade boy in the classroom. Definitely, definitely some long and difficult days. And then after being in Vermont for like five years, I was like, I want to, I want to live in New York City. So I made, I made it my plan to find myself there sometime like fall 2022. And yeah, I've been in New York City for almost a year. That's so and exciting. Can, yeah, that was fast. Work and stuff. Yes. But I love New York City. It's it's been great. So I've been there for almost a year. Yeah, that's my mini, my mini spiel. Tell us about, you know, growing up in Connecticut. I think you bring a very new kind of perspective just because Connecticut is not somewhere you think a lot of Latinos would move. Tell us about like growing up and experience being part of the Latinx community. Mm-hmm. So Connecticut is surprisingly 
it has a pretty big Hispanic community. It has a lot of Puerto Ricans, actually. Mm. So growing up in Connecticut, my high school, though, I grew up in Fairfield. It was still predominantly white. So it is funny, you know, regardless of like how conventionally attractive someone can be. Like when I was growing up, you know, the beauty standard was kind of like the tall, skinny, white girl cheerleader. And I didn't really get attention from the boys that I liked in high school. It was like frat boys or like, you know, the white. I'm going to pause you Krista. <laughs> right. Krista, I'm going to p- stop you right there because if you don't know Krista, like Krista walks into a room and all the guys just like look at her. Like there's something about her. <laughs> also, like, she doesn't give a fuck. So like, of course they will. All the guys, all the girls, all the days, everyone looks uh, at Krista. Everyone, Krista <laughs> because she just, so it's like really hard for me to believe because if I was in high school I with you, Krista, I'd probably be like, I want to be her. True. <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are funny. I mean, no, but like, you know, back then, though, still, it was like those standards and like, you know, Mm -hmm. we were all pretty immature, things like that. But yeah, so, you know, in high school, definitely was still predominantly white. I had my sort of little community of like Hispanic friends, black friends, but in the high school, like all the people of color kind of knew each other. So yeah, so growing up was kind of a little bit isolating in ways, especially because you know, I love identifying as Latina, but I also struggle in a way because I don't know Spanish fluently. So that's also another barrier that I was like, I'm kind of white in a way. Or my, my, my friends that would speak fluent Spanish would joke and be like, you're white, you're white Latina, whatever. And then when I'm with my white friends, I'm like, I'm so proud to be Hispanic. I'm so proud to be Latina. So that was definitely like interesting to navigate. And then also going to University of Vermont, which is a PWI which is predominantly white institution, if you don't know. That was also a big game changer. And once again, like I was in Alianza Latinx, that club, and just a lot of the the people of color knew each other on campus. It wasn't a huge population. A lot of them actually went to UVM because they got really good scholarships or they had partnerships with the school. So they try to diversify it in that way, right? Do you feel like you were welcomed on campus, like the Hispanic Latinx culture was welcoming? I've just heard like horror stories from PWIs and just, I know people that have had, have had not so great experience. So I would love to know more about, you know, your experience during college. Yeah, for sure. I think they definitely tried to make safe spaces for us, like with the clubs and events and things like that. And in that way, I think they did well, but also just the culture of University of Vermont. If you don't know, it's, you know, the ski resorts and really wealthy white people and smoking weed and you're crunchy if you go there, you're hippie if you go there. So there were a lot of those like stereotypes and out of touch people that sometimes you feel like you couldn't relate to. So it was good when I would press into my my friends who went to Alianza Latinx or just were in these certain clubs. I think personally, University of Vermont was okay, or at least my experiences were okay. But I also was friends with a lot of people of color. So I felt like I was included and I did have my community. And then I had, you know, my friends of all different backgrounds as well. But overall, my experience was okay. It was solid. Yeah. (laughs) How did you like stay in touch with your culture and being Latinx because for me like I went to PWIs my whole life too and so I feel like my family is what kept 
me connected to being Latina. But then I know like you go off to college and you're like far away from home. So you don't have those like home cooked meals or the music or like all the things that you do, you know? So like when you were in Vermont and your family was far away, like how did you stay connected? Right, right, for sure. I definitely pushed into community. Like, so with Alianza Latinx, we had this event called Noche de Cotura. And it was super fun. Like they had the, you know, the rice with the with the pigeon peas, and they had like platanos maduros, they had all the good Hispanic food. So I feel like events. And once again, that club like really, really brought me into a sense of community. Also, I would make a lot of rice and beans. You know, I had I had mm-hmm. my meal plan, but I also would like to cook in the little the little dorm kitchen and make my rice <laughs> and beans. And it was a good time. So definitely, once again, just like community, the food I was eating, just being proud to be Latina and a PWI. Once again, I'd I'd walk around. I'd be like, you know, it was so different from high school, right? Oh, yeah. it, it was similar in a way, but it was also different because oh. I was really kind of pushing into like being confident in who I was and like identifying as Latina. So I just was more confident. Period. That's all you need in this life, man. Yeah. <laughs> if you ain't Latina, I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> Facts. I got 99 problems, but frijoles ain't one. Oh my God. Make that a t-shirt. <laughs> we have a lot of t-shirt ideas on this podcast. Yeah. Let me tell you. Obviously, as you know, because we've talked about it, we talked about the podcast with you before it was even out. And the whole thing was like what you're saying, right? Like being proud about being Latina and repping and feeling like there aren't enough of us in this space and just like wanting to really put ourselves out there. So for you, like, what does it mean to be Latina? What are you most proud of? And like, how do you express it day to day? Because, you know, you said like, you're, you're really proud of your identity, and you carry it with you. So like, what does that look like for you? Mm. Mm. That is kind of a hard question. That's a great (laughs) question. I think at the end of the day, I just want to make my family proud. And be so successful so I could support them. Mm. You know, my mama is my dad's mom and she is super, super important to me. I love her so much. I care about her so much and I just want to be successful so I can give back to her so I can give back to my parents. I want to buy my parents a beautiful house. I want to, you know, retire them. I want to send them on these vacations. I think at the end of the day, like being a young Latina woman and just being very confident and knowing that I'm going to be so successful, just like you two. We all are, right? And really pressing in, pushing in, believing, and not saying like, if, but like, when. I think at the end of the day, it's just like confidence in my nationality and wanting to make my family proud. All of that. I'm like, mic drop. I'm like, <laughs> why am I about to cry? I'm sitting on I'm like, damn. <laughs> We're all going to be so successful. Just watch. Just watch. Yes. Amen. Amen. Prayers and manifesting. We're talking about like being successful. What does that look like for you ultimately? Mm, Okay. That's a good one. I think ultimately similar to what I was saying before, like wanting to give back to my community, like my family and friends, but also just the community, right? Like, when I am very wealthy and I already am wealthy, right? Like wealth isn't just money. You know, I have my health. I have a few dear friends of mine that I adore. You know, I have a really cute apartment in New York City, flexibility with my job, modeling gigs. 
right? All of that. So I feel like I find success in that. But um, for me, I definitely just wanted to give back to my community ultimately. And wanting to start a business, I think, too. I don't know mm. exactly what that'll be at the moment, but I definitely want to have a business with my sisters. Oh. We've been we've been brainstorming, we've been storyboarding, we're thinking something maybe like travel, hospitality, Latin culture. Ooh, I so, love yeah. that. Yeah. So would you say that in anything that you do in the future will have that Latin Hispanic aspect to it? Definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Like my my middle sister, Adrienne, she loves beauty and she, you know, was thinking about like wanting to do like a beauty product and like obviously that being centered around like Latinx, you know, just people. And then my older sister too as well, like wanting to be doing travel, hospitality stuff. My older sister, Bianca, you know, in Spanish speaking countries mainly as well. Yeah. I love the shout outs to the sisters. So cute. Yeah. I know. Oh, I love my well, we, are, we are your first two fans. If you have two, it's us. Period. If you have one, it's because one of us is in a coma. And if you have none, we're dead. So yeah. Oh my God. Because we were fighting over who's going to be the biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> we never fight. Okay. Love. So much love. Okay, so you talked about starting a business, but let's talk about what you're doing right now, Miss Model Girl. So everyone go to Krista's Instagram. It'll be in the show notes. You just did a big campaign, which was amazing. You looked gorgeous. So tell us about that. I mean, following your dreams, like both of us, we did the episode about our careers and like coming to terms with who we want to be and what we want to do. And like, you're out there in New York doing the thing and following your dreams. Like, tell the people. I love you guys so much. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Confidence boosts over here. Okay, I'll give you my little my little rundown. So when I was living in Vermont, attending University of Vermont as a college student, I, I've had my Instagram on public for a long time. Since I've been 18, I'm pretty sure. So someone found out that I was living in Vermont. It was a wedding planner. She saw my page and she was like, hey, can you model and be be like a fake bride? Because she was a, a wedding events planner. But she also oversaw just aesthetics of everything, the aesthetics of the bride and just how the wedding comes together and everything. So I did a little fake wedding. And that was like one of the first bigger are bigger to me page shoots I did I think I got like $200 and I was like oh my gosh I'm bawling this is so crazy and I was like 18 when I did that actually the first shoot I did was um when I was a senior in high school I was 17 and it was for a local driving school and I did it in New Haven Connecticut and I got paid $50 so that was the start when I was 17 and this one of the second ones was doing a doing a wedding shoot and I've done like four fake wedding shoots so um Hopefully there's a fifth one on the horizon, but yeah. So or your actual wedding. Or my actual wedding. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes first. A fifth fake uh, wedding. Exclusive on People Magazine. I can see it now. <laughs> Me too, girl. Oh Sponsored God. by the. Please, please, I'm manifesting that. Whoever you are, I'm here. I'm no in your wedding. Come find me. Come find me. But yeah, so so doing that was, or, or doing those shoots in college definitely made me a little more confident. And then I signed with Maggie Agency in Boston because before I, I, I moved to New York City, I was torn yeah. between wanting to move to Boston or wanting to move to New York City. I know, very different. 
but I ended up signing with Maggie Agency September 2022, but I ended up moving to New York City December 2022. So I've been signed with Maggie Agency for a little more than a year now, and... So you're still signed. I'm still signed with them, yeah. But I started doing shoots with them as well as doing still freelance shoots in Vermont. And then when I moved to the city, I was doing freelance work. So I did Hero Cosmetics that was freelance. Walmart was freelance. Um, Ami Cole was freelance. So there's so many no's. Like there are so many rejections and no's behind the work that I do. You know, I, I go to castings, I submit myself to online castings, like, I just don't give up, you know, so for the for the few cool things that I've done this year, there there have been many no's. So I think just keep pushing, keep putting yourself out there. And it's gonna pay off. It's gonna pay off. Rejection is just redirection. Remember that. Describe the, the Hispanic scene in the modeling world in New York City. That's another that's another good thing. And maybe not a bad thing, but I'm kind of thinking of tokenization, <laughs> right? When they want to start using all these like indigenous, Hispanic, black models. And it's like, you guys should have been using these models years ago. And I'm glad that there's more representation now. But it does feel that way sometimes. But I also think with just our day and age, people are going to become more and more ambiguous as the times go on, as the years go on. Right. Like there's so many different cultures merging and, you know, a lot of mixed race people. It's beautiful. Like in, in 2050, the average person is going to be mixed race. Right. So just as a young Latina woman, I am glad to like be, you know, someone that someone could look at and relate to and be like, hey, you know, I'm not 5'8", right? I'm 5'4", and I'm not six thin. So it's like, it's, I hope that I can just be relatable in some way and like be like, hey, you know, this is a, this is a young Latina girl. She's doing it. And hopefully they can be like, I can do that too. Because you can. I'm also an open book. Like if anyone has modeling tips or, or, or wants any modeling tips or tricks or questions, please come to me. No gatekeeping ever. Period. And you are an inspiration, Krista. You're not going to be. You are in the moment. Yeah. And can I mean, you know, that's, that's what, you're, <laughs> what you're saying about like someone being able to look at you and like see themselves represented is so meaningful. Like that alone, even if it's one person, like you just like change someone's life and you don't even know it, you know? And like we've, I, we talked about like experiences when we felt that like seeing someone or even with Ari, right? Like we'll bring it back to that, like three Latinas right here who were part of the program and like who maybe didn't have like a hundred thousand followers but we're mm -hmm. still like doing it and getting reposted and like people could see it and be like wow look at them like I could do that too or like I feel seen or like you know and I feel like that's not so common but it's becoming more common and I feel right. like that's so important right thank you guys I love you guys that's so true though it is really true even the airy thing that was like a big deal for me I didn't even think I was gonna get it mm -hmm. <laughs> and then here we are lifelong friends that have been made i know it's crazy who are some people that you look up to in the modeling world Ooh, ooh, wow that is a good one that is a good one okay there's this girl named aliana king and she signed with elite new york city and she's been an inspiration for me for a little while now like she's my height and she's doing really really well Obviously, the petite modeling industry is way more competitive. 
but she's really been showing me that if she can do it, I can do it. And she's definitely a model I really look up to. As well as Isra, like even before she was involved in Aerie. I've always loved her and like what she stood for. Body positivity, just being real. She seems like the most sweet, down-to-earth human being. So I would say her as well, too. That was a perfect segue into talking about body image and confidence and self-love, which I think when we were all part of the Aerie program, it was something we talked about all the time on our profiles, probably. Modeling, to me, feels like a whole beast when it comes to that, right? Like, how do you do that for yourself? How do you keep that confidence? And you said, you know, like there's rejections and there's comparison and like all those things. Like, how are you navigating that? Right, right. So definitely body body type, right? Like there, there is always going to be a specific high-end body type for modeling, which is sad, but it is just true, especially for runway, right? Like I'm never, I mean, I don't want to say never. Actually, let's, let's never say never, right? But <laughs> I'm not runway model height. I could in some, in some aspects or some cases, but it's still very, it's still very, what's the word? Like just, they're still very picky with it. And I've, I've, you know, seen casting calls that have been like five, seven up only, please. Five, eight up only, please. There have been a lot of like things that I've been turned away from. Um, and even even body image wise, like it's it's so easy to compare. And I've done a handful of shoots with girls who are pretty tall, who are 5'8", and who are like really, really skinny. So for me, sometimes when they try to put us in like a similar top, it's like, hey, they end up looking great. And this has happened to me before, like last year. They end up looking great and I end up looking like it's a little too tight and I'm a little busty and I'm shorter and it just can be uncomfortable. I've definitely had some uncomfortable moments where I've compared myself, where I've been put in different clothing items that I don't feel as confident in. And I can tell, you know, if there's another model on set that maybe they they prefer that other model, right? And it's interesting, like they're getting the feedback, they're getting the compliments and it's like, hey, how am I doing? And then I get in my head about it, right? And that actually happened at a shoot, like, yeah, like last year, I was put in a top that was way too small for me. And then I also could tell that they were like typing up through their model because she's beautiful. She was great. She was doing great, right? but I felt uncomfortable. So I wasn't as like maybe hitting all my marks or making all my like poses or whatever. So I felt uncomfortable and then they changed me. And then I felt really good. And then it started picking up from there, right? But it's like constant comparison. And it is, it is really hard to get out of that mindset. But I think also there has been a lot of good as well. Like I have done another handful of shoots where they've been so inclusive. If, if something doesn't fit, they maybe give you a bigger size or X, Y, and Z. Like it's been, it's definitely been some, or I've, I've had some really good experiences as well. And they don't also want someone who's once again, 5'8", and super tiny like it's you know the average person is not that height the average person is not you know built like that right so I I hope that I can just like represent the average looking the average looking girl you know right it's hard to be like the average looking girl when you look like that but (laughs) you know what I mean like the average I know yeah you mean marks no one can see And I'm curious to know, you know, how do you show up for yourself, for your job after a shoot like that, or maybe after you've gotten 
three or four no's in a row, how do you keep on going? Ooh. Hmm. Money. Just kidding. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, no. I literally, guys, in all honesty, I feel like I am a very, very positive human being. And it surprises people sometimes. I don't think it's, I don't even think it's a personality or like an extroverted thing. I think it genuinely is just like a mindset thing. I don't really care if I get a no or I'm kind of just like, okay, maybe I feel like a tiny bit sad. And then I'm like on to the next, you know, I won't, I won't linger on something. I won't let something fester because once again, one of my favorite quotes, rejection is just redirection or another one. Like when one door opens or when one door closes, another door opens. Right. So like, that's been my biggest mindset shift, just like thinking positive and knowing there's better out there for me. And just never stopping. I'm always applying to random castings, to random things I see online. And I don't hear back from like half of them. But then some of them I'm like, I'll get a call back and maybe that won't go through. But I'm still glad that I got a call back. And then some I'm still, you know, waiting to hear from. And I'm just like putting my positive energy out in the world and just hoping and praying that it works out. What are some things that you do to feel more confident and Anais answer this too girl I want to know what both of you do to make yourselves feel confident even if you're not like if you're feeling down or even if you're not on an average day just like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna feel good yeah for sure I think self-care is kind of hard in a way if you think about it like you know people get up they brush their teeth in the morning they shower whatever but like some people do the bare minimum of self-care And sometimes I find myself doing the bare minimum self-care too. And I can get stuck like that for like a week, you know, like, okay, I'm doing the basic, like, you know, I'm eating three meals a day, you know, I'm taking care of my, my body hygiene, whatever. Right. But it's like, have I really like spent time relaxing? Have I read a book? Have I watched something? Have I like went on a, a hawk or a walk? I guess that's a good segue. I think for me, like what makes me feel good and confident I love going on walks. I love that I live in like one of the most walkable cities in the world. I love to go on a little hot girl walk, just put my music in and I can walk for miles. I went on a five mile walk like a week and a half ago. It was great. I was just like, add my music in. I was just observing everyone living their, their crazy chaotic New York city lives. So definitely that for sure. Also a good meal, ordering a good meal and putting on like a show is, is one of my favorite forms of self-care but yeah definitely walking taking a nice shower and doing a little makeup look in a cute outfit it's also probably like boosting my confidence slash self-care so like both of those combined i think oh i would feel like maybe a couple years ago i would say like the self-care thing or like working out um but out of lately i just sometimes just like remind myself that I'm a hot girl and I keep chugging along like I really have that hot girl mindset remind my boyfriend who he's with I'm like you have a hot girlfriend like don't you forget that like and Mm -hmm. I think I'm very in touch with like my own feminine energy not that I don't have days where I don't feel like confident like I honestly like I think I've separated like wearing clothes and my body and confidence in a way like especially as like time has changed like just life has had changes like I don't live on my own I eat more meals out I'm you know like my body is changing and so I just try to redirect that to like 
your confidence and your personality is why this guy is like with you and wants to be with you and you've had so many great meals that you didn't have last year with your sister or with your dad or something like that and so I just really look myself in the eye and go you're that bitch like let's keep going and I think I've just like like really put myself on the, it's just like a mindset thing and I know that's probably like a terrible answer in everyone's but I think just a lot of like journaling and like really becoming the person I want to be and envisioning that person for a long time and just like little by little getting there like I have I and I, I really look up to Lauren Bostic um, from the Skinny Confidential. She, sh- I see a lot of confidence in her. And so I try to like have routines and, and I don't know, I try to like mimic a little bit of what she does and to a certain extent that like works for me. But I've, I always just try to remind myself like I've come a really long way and especially with confidence, like, and yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, I, again, like I feel like I've come a really long way. And so I just kind of just have to sometimes like sit down and have a little pep talk with myself. And also just like being with the people that really pump me up too, just really like get kind of gets that confidence spike of like, okay, like you're not like delusional. Like, I don't know, just, I feel like I really, my mindset has really changed about it. And so my confidence and like my worth isn't on what I'm wearing or my weight or what I ate. And so I feel like it just, it comes a little bit more naturally. It is a big mindset thing. I 100% agree with you. Affirmations, especially verbal affirmations, are so, so, so important. And also the journaling thing that you were saying, I started a gratitude journal. I started it like in Texas or like right after I got back from the trip. One of my things is like dinner with the Airy girls, like cracking up with like <laughs> Karen and Fatima till 3 a.m. while Anais was sleeping, you know? So Okay, I was up till like 2 in the morning, okay? So again, huh? <laughs> yeah, you are. No, and it was like, and, and what I do is I'm like, I'm grateful for, and I write down like three bullets like every day. So it could be something super simple. Like today oh, yeah. it could be like, I'm grateful for working from home. I'm grateful for like a yummy lunch. I'm grateful for the podcast with my girlies. Like super mm-hmm. simple stuff. But yeah. Gratitude is the gateway too. to manifestation. You can only receive what mm. you already have. Mm. Right. That was deep. That was a deep cut. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, like, those of you who know me, I am super into fashion and I feel like style is really how I express myself and like find confidence in myself because I feel like I don't see it as like something that I'm putting pressure on or that like I dress a certain way to like fit a standard or anything. It really is just like my creative outlet. So I feel like when I'm not feeling confident, like putting on a good outfit that I like and that makes me feel good and that like you know even if it's just to be in the house or to just like take pictures by myself or like whatever it is like I feel like that makes me feel good and makes me feel like creative and like I did that you know but I think the same thing that you guys were saying about like affirmations and like reminding myself who I am but I feel like my people that surround me like do that too like I feel like when I'm not feeling great I want to be around my friends or like talking to my friends because I honestly feel like they see me better than I see myself you know because like we're our own worst critics so I'm like oh like this or like I don't look good and they're like you know you two or whoever else in my life is like hyping me up and I feel like that like is so nice to hear and to just be like oh like you love me so yeah I feel like I I tap into my people a lot too oh I love that I agree with you so much like the people that you surround yourself with very 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 important really be mindful like you want to be surrounding yourself with people who want to work 
toward your goals and grow with you. You know, don't don't be around people who are too negative or who are jealous or who have bad, what's the word, bad intentions. To like, like you're allowed to change, you're allowed to grow, right? Like as people, we're always growing. And sometimes we do, we mess up, we make mistakes. We are put, are in a situation where like, we don't know how we're going to, I mean, sometimes our just like self-awareness isn't there. And so I feel like surrounding yourself with people who will call you out in a very nice way. I mean, Fatima called me out earlier and I was like, you right, girl, you right. And also <laughs> just like are patient for you to grow. That's really important too, because mm-hmm. I find like it is hard to be friends with who, with people who like kind of jump ship when they realize that there's something wrong about, like you made a mistake and like, we're humans and we're allowed to figure life out together. Like I feel like life can be so isolating on its own and like we're allowed to figure things out as long as we're not like physically or emotionally hurting other people. 100%. Definitely like being receptive and open to feedback is also yeah. really, really great and really important. I love that. So true, girlies. All right. We are almost out of time. Sadly, I don't know how that happened. Um, that was quick. Why did it go by so quick? We're just know. This really so fun. Krista, we have a few more things to talk about. Not things, but you know, we're going to wrap it up. But we want this to be a platform for whoever to come on to like get more supporters and more people hyping you up. So what's coming for you and how can the Gassi adulting fans support you on your modeling journey or whatever other journey you embark on oh my goodness what's happening for me what's happening for me well I guess I didn't get fully into it I can give you a really mini rundown right I do not model full-time I would love to model full-time but my side job is I work in environmental media. I work for a climate activist and influencer. I help produce her podcast called the Brown Girl Green Podcast, which is currently on a pause, but you can totally listen to the old episodes. This podcast first, of course. But (laughs) I also, if you are in the New York City area, I also produce a fun new climate-related speed dating show called Love and Climate. It's just at Love and Climate on Instagram and at Love and Climate on TikTok. It's just me and my boss. We're two young women of color. And it's it's a lot of fun. So definitely check it out. But so I work in environmental media, right? And then I also do modeling. And then I also dog sit. So feel free to connect with me on Instagram at Krista.goose. Send me a message if we need a pet to be watched. Or <laughs> maybe you need some environmental consulting. Or maybe you want some modeling tips. But she I does to- it all. She does it all. <laughs> we love an activist. Multifaceted queen. But but what's coming for me is a little more self-care. A trip to L.A. So if anyone's going to L.A. in December, um, meet up with me, whatever. But yeah, just lots of lots of exciting things coming. Uh, we're doing a love and climate in L.A. in December as well. Mm. So stay tuned. Um, also, fingers crossed for a shoot that I'm hoping I get. But once again... Whatever happens, happens. But a big shoot might be happening. We'll see. Ooh, we're crossing Manifesting for you. Yeah, 100%. It's 100%. already yours. It's already yours. Speak it into exi- existence. It. It's already mine. Booked and busy. Booked and busy. Okay, Anais, 
end this out with the Latina favorites. All right, we're going to do a rapid fire question. So we'll start off with Telemundo or Univision? Ooh, ooh, Telemundo. <gasps> Scandalous. Yeah. <laughs> Not the popular opinion here. Uh, who is your Latina idol? Besides us, obviously. Right. Um, Zoe Saldana. Ooh. Or Zoe Saldana? I think it's Zoe Saldana. Mm-hmm. She's 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 cool. Colombiana is her movie, and it's really good. You should watch uh, it. Favorite Latina singer. Ooh, Kelly uh, Uchis. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, That's a good, good one. one. Very Gen Z of you. Uh, <laughs> Very Colombian of me. Yes. What's your favorite food? Favorite Hispanic food? Mmm, platanos maduros. Mmm, delicious. I'm more of the tostones, yeah. Oh, so good. With some salt. Mmm. Your favorite Latin Hispanic tradition? Mmm. When I was younger, we used to do the um, eating a raisin for every hour before the New Year. Mm. Oh. Yeah. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, I forget if it's, I don't even know if it's like strictly Colombian. Also, I don't know if it's a tr- tradition, but Colombian hot chocolate—you put cheese Ooh. in the hot chocolate. With mm. pan de bol, oh, so good. Mm-hmm. And then, what is your favorite uh, Latin bop? Ooh, 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 ooh! Anything by Joe Arroyo. And oh, that is. Yes. Look him up. Wait, I'm like, what song is it? I'm blanking on the song, Loki. Um, we'll put it in the show notes so we can all jam. But y'all know this song, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. La Noche. Yeah, listen to him. He's, he's cool. He's very popular. <laughs> okay. Wait, and then- actually, wait. I have I have a playlist called um, Guzman. La Casa Guzman, some some music we used to listen to growing up. Chan Chan by Buena Vista Social Club is really good. Anyway. And then one last question. What do you hope to see in the modeling world? I know this is not a fast question, but what do you hope to see in the modeling world when it comes to the Latinx community? Mm. It could be fun. This was like a, a creative idea I had or not even creative idea, but I feel like it'd be cool for a brand to do this. Probably if it's a Hispanic brand, it makes more sense. But to maybe have like different T-shirts or jerseys designed where every model is identifying with their country or their design, right? Like mm. like a range because there are so many countries out there. Like like there's there's so much representation. You know what I mean? It's not just hey, everyone's you know Puerto Rican, everyone is Colombian, whatever, right? Like there's so many beautiful different countries. And just flags and people, so that could be really cool. Just seeing more representation so like a, in the Latinx community. Yeah, like a kind of like a I don't want to say Victoria's Secret, but like a fashion show where like every country walks down the runway. Ooh, ooh, that a little cool. less Miss America, or Miss USA. Let's make that, it happen. Cool. Let's, Let's do it, happen. it. That'd be it's so cute. Have your perfect. people got our people. Yeah. <laughs> you got Salvador and Cuba right here. Okay, yeah. Model. Let's do it. Or like a photo. Oh my God, wait, no. I think of two, like those like photos that like go really fast and it's just like one person like 
not one person, it's multiple people, but it looks like it doesn't move. I don't know if that makes sense. It's like a video of photos and it's just like different people and like it kind of goes like from like, no, more like the way you edit it, it would be like just a series of photos, but it'd be like maybe from like the lightest Latina to the darkest Latina and kind of showing like we come in all like colors. A hundred percent. That's another thing. Like there are black Latinas and there are white Latinas. Yeah. So that's a result of just history, colonization, etc. We're all beautiful. We're all beautiful. You heard it here first. Crystal's going to start her own, uh, the first Latinx only modeling agency. I just swing that on you. <laughs> but like, and we're going to get but, signed first. <laughs> yeah. Create house. Create, you can have a podcast on our media, uh, company when we launch that wait why do i why am i thinking about people's dreams now i'm like what's everyone's dreams like rapid fire what's your dream because modeling agency low-key was like a dream of mine in a way like i think ultimate dream if we can just try to like rapid fire it like i think i would say maybe a modeling agency a business of some kind probably related to like food or travel and then maybe just like abundance of funds to travel the world i guess period dreams see if you would have asked me this morning i would probably said like media company wellness retreat something like retreats and like traveling but i was listening to the book 101 essays that you need to read and they're like you're and this makes so much sense of like your brain doesn't know what's going to make you happy in the future so there's something that you could not have done that you haven't done yet that could make you so happy you could tomorrow wake up and be like i i don't know i have an urge to raise chickens and you've never raised chickens before but you go out and do that and like it makes you so happy and now that's your dream so i don't want to be cheesy and be like to be happy but I think, like, I think naturally, like, I'm a really big believer in, like, what's meant for me comes and, like, when things, it's time, things leave. Um, So it's to continue doing things that make me happy and are, like, meant to be in my path Um, and hopefully be able to expand, expand gassy adulting. And I think, too, I, I don't know, like, as much as I would love to be an influencer full time, I just don't think that is going to make me the happiest for a long time. So just like still figuring that out. Amazing. Uh, my dream is to travel the world with my mom um, because she like she gave me everything. And now I want to give her the ability to just go see the world together. I think that would be so much fun. Um, and then I think like professionally, just like doing this, like giving voice to Latinas and mm-hmm. people of color and people who are marginalized and really just like telling their stories and if that's like on a podcast or in videos or in shows or in like whatever it is just like somehow being able to amplify all of that because I'll have a platform big enough to do so so I don't know what that looks like or how I'm gonna get there but this is a good but we're doing step, it every day yeah we're doing it every day I love that my last dream, I mean, having money is great, but um, two dreams to live closer to Fatima so we can do this in person and for Mason and Luna to meet mm-hmm. and like be besties yeah. ultimately. Uh, uh, 
I second that. Those are my dreams. I do it for them. <laughs> do it for them. Honestly, this weekend, I was at Epcot and I was like, I really don't want to stop and like talk to characters because I think that's just kind of weird. But if I see Moana, Luna's getting a video. Like, I would stand in line for Luna to be like, Luna, like, I have a friend who wants to meet you, but Moana was not there this weekend. <laughs> So, but yeah. I did think of it. New, but I love that. Thank new you. auntie, new auntie alert. Yes. Times two. So exciting. Times two. Yeah, times two. And it's amazing. I'm going to go see her right after we finish. So jealous. Aww. Enjoy the baby snuggles. Thank you, Krista, so much for joining us and being our first guest. It's um, such an honor and a privilege to hear from you. Just have your light and your ray of shining love just bless our podcast it's like a little forehead kiss from krista mm -hmm. to gassy adulting and thank you everyone for listening thank you fatima for being you every single day thank you bowie for not barking for the last 20 minutes like you really came in clutch dude you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts rate and review us on spotify and apple it really helps us out if you don't have a latin friend go make one right. and and that's all from us and we'll see you next wednesday we love you bye bye, -bye.